0: This is the voice of the Trumpet Magazine. News, economy, politics,
1: trends,
0: discovery, health, family, the Bible, the future. This is Trumpet Hour. Hello there and welcome to Trumpet Hour. I'm Joel Hilliker. By the end of the week, 2022 will be in the books and it has been a banner year in many ways. We here at the Trumpet evaluate world events by how they fulfill Bible prophecy. And in 2022, many events drove end time prophecy forward. Our regular week in review panel has rifled back through the headlines and put our analysis caps on to determine the most important events of this past year from around the world. And on today's show, we're going to give you a countdown of the 20 biggest stories from 2022. Covering our stories from Asia, we have Jeremiah Jacques. Hello there. Our British and American headlines will be covered by Andrew Miller. Hello. From our office in Britain, we'll hear about European events from Richard Palmer. Good afternoon. And from our office in Jerusalem, our Middle Eastern items will be brought to us by Brent Noctigal. Hello. And it is in the Middle East where we'll begin our countdown with number 20 on our list with a prophetically significant development from the recent World Cup.
2: The hosting of the FIFA World Cup in Qatar this year had the world's focus on the tiny Gulf state with largely positive reviews. The success of the tournament capped off a great year of PR for a nation that sponsors the likes of Al Jazeera, Muslim Brotherhood, and some of the world's most radical Islamist terrorist groups. But the World Cup wasn't the only success for Qatar this year. In February, the Biden administration upgraded Qatar to be a major non-NATO ally. This designation was not merely political theatre. It granted Qatar many important political and military privileges. And it was during the World Cup that we saw what it meant. The United States, on November 29th, announced a $1 billion sale of anti-drone defense equipment to Qatar. Apart from Iran, no other nation sponsors terrorism like Qatar, and yet the United States administration is setting them up with arms. This is another sign of the shifting alliances in the Middle East where the United States is moving towards terrorist states rather than its traditional allies. This mainstreaming of Qatar at the hands of the Biden administration and also with the help of the World Cup is our number 20 on this year's list of most significant events.
3: Next
0: is number 19.
3: My first story would perhaps win the award for the year's dumbest. The Netherlands decided they were going to save the planet by shutting down one-third of their farming industry. I mean, who needs farms? They're polluting, they take up space. What's the point when you can just get all of your food from the supermarket? Farmers and... A lot of other people weren't happy, leading to some pretty big protests. Of course, only a European Union directive could be behind something this dumb, this time the European Habitats Directive from 1992. But what's the real reason? Ultimately, this whole push in the Netherlands and in a whole host of other countries makes little sense unless you see the spiritual reality behind it, the way that our nations and people are under attack. The environmental movement is turning into a major tool to bring down Britain, America, the Netherlands, and the other nations referred to in the Bible as the nations of Israel.
0: Next on our top 20 events of 2022 is
1: number 18. Chinese General Secretary Xi Jinping rarely leaves China these days, but in December he made a landmark three-day visit to Saudi Arabia, where he inked a slate of trade deals worth more than $50 billion. Among the deals was a $10 billion agreement for the Saudi leadership to create a Saudi Aramco oil refinery complex in China. The two sides are also working to switch China from dollar-denominated purchases of Saudi oil to yuan-denominated sales. Such a move by the world's largest oil importer and the largest exporter would be a major blow to the U.S. dollar's global power. During the same visit, Xi Jinping also met with leaders of the Gulf Cooperation Council. That's Bahrain, Kuwait, Oman, Qatar, and the United Arab Emirates, as well as Saudi Arabia. His message to all was that China aims to boost business and shore up its energy supplies, and it wants to do it in ways that break free from the US dollar. These mega-deals are an indication of the fragility of America's power in the Middle East, particularly with its longtime ally, Saudi Arabia. And they show that China's influence over these energy-rich nations is quickly growing. This is all setting the stage for China to lead a massive global trade alliance, which Bible prophecy says will end up blocking America and Britain out of international commerce. This makes the strengthening China-Saudi Arabia partnership number 18 on our list of 2022's most important developments.
0: Next is number 17.
3: My next story is the first of many driven by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Eastern Europe next door to Russia has responded in a pretty dramatic way. Poland is turning itself into a tank superpower, doubling its military budget and ordering well over a thousand armored vehicles. The Baltic states join Poland in closing their border to Russia. Sweden and Finland are reversing years of neutrality and are in the process of joining NATO. Others in Eastern Europe are using the war to build their power in a different way. Hungary's Viktor Orban has tried to play Europe and Russia off against each other to increase his own freedom of action. He's rapidly becoming more authoritarian. He had an election that was not particularly fair uh, this year, and he's able to get away with it because Europe is very busy with Vladimir Putin. One of the key prophecies for understanding Europe today and all of world history is found in Daniel chapter 2. It describes a series of world-ruling empires that last up until our day. The revived Roman Empire is pictured in this image by the two legs and feet of Daniel II's statue. It's a prophecy that this empire will be made up of two halves, one in the west, one in the east. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is accelerating the formation of the eastern half of this empire.
1: Next is event number 16 the japanese government voted on december 2nd to give the country's military what it calls counter-strike capabilities but the authorization actually allows japanese forces to strike enemy missile launch sites before those sites can be used to fire missiles at japan so this means japan has actually authorized its military to strike first and this is a clear violation of japan's pacifist constitution which the U.S. imposed after a war triggered by one of the most infamous preemptive strikes in modern history, Japan's bombing of U.S. forces in Pearl Harbor. That constitution forbids Japan from maintaining land, sea, and air forces, as well as other war potential. But 75 years later, Japan has developed extremely capable land, sea, and air forces, including fifth-generation F-35 stealth warplanes, and small aircraft carriers capable of launching them. Japan has also initiated a deal to buy hundreds of US-built Tomahawk cruise missiles and to begin developing at least 10 new missile types at home, including hypersonic models. And it's launching a constellation of 50 new satellites to support its new preemptive strike authorization. All of these plans follow an announcement by Prime Minister Kishida Fumio on November 28th for Japan to double defense spending to 2% of GDP. This will make Japan the world's third highest military spender behind the U.S. and China, and it'll prime Asia and the world for conflict. This makes Japan's return to militarism number 16 on our list of 2022's most significant developments.
4: Next is event number 15. Could the United States survive another Great Depression? 40% of Americans do not have enough money set aside to cover an unexpected $1,000 expense, and runaway inflation is pushing people deeper into debt. The consumer price index rose 7.1 percent in fiscal year 2022 a level not seen in almost four decades so the federal reserve has raised the fed's fund rate to between 4.25 and 4.5 percent this is going to have massive consequences for the u.s government according to moody's analytics The higher rates mean the government will soon be spending nearly $737 billion in gross interest payments on an annualized basis. Financial historian Niall Ferguson has warned that nations and empires usually fall apart when the cost of servicing their debts exceeds the cost of defending their borders. And a prophecy in Deuteronomy 28 says debt... ...would plague the nations of Israel in the end time.
0: Next on our top 20 events of 2022 is number 14.
2: Since the Arab Spring in 2011... There's been a great fear among Middle East autocrats that a groundswell of public protest could lead to their demise. Yet one Middle East nation continues to buck the trend. No matter how popular the protests are in Iran, the Islamic dictatorship will not be brought down, nor will it change. The protests in Iran this year broke out after Ms. Amini was allegedly beaten to death by Iran's morality police on September 16th. Since that time, around 15,000 people have been arrested. Over 300 protesters have already been killed, and there will be more. On November 8, nearly four in five of Iran's lawmakers made it lawful to put to death all those caught protesting against the regime. While this might not be carried out, it's a sign of how powerful clerical rule is in Iran, led still by Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. For followers of the trumpet, this is not surprising. The trumpet has long warned that Iran is the biblical king of the south, an aggressive power that will soon push or strike at Europe. The fanatical religious regime led by the Ayatollah fits the biblical description well. Indeed, Iran has long prepared for these kinds of protests and is prepared to put them down brutally as long as it takes. The courage of the Iranian people in the face of this iron fist is astounding. The fact that the Iranian regime remains, even with the massive protests, should bolster your faith in Biblical prophecy. And that's why the massive Iranian protests, though unsuccessful, stands at number 14 on our list of 2022's important events.
4: Next is number 13. Marriage has been a pillar institution for all of human history. Yet both the Walt Disney Corporation and the U.S. government are redefining marriage by indoctrinating children and rewriting laws. In April, Disney executives organized an all-hands meeting called the Reimagining Tomorrow Conversation Series. This meeting mobilized the entire Disney corporation in service of the LGBTQIA community. The featured presenter of the series told her audience that her team was implementing a not at all secret gay agenda by regularly adding queerness to Disney programming. The corporate president backed up her claims by pledging to make at least 50% of Disney's on screen characters sexual or racial minorities. Disney is also eliminating all mention of the words ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls at its theme park to push forward this agenda. Now, this decision may hurt Disney financially as many conservative Christian parents are boycotting the company, but the radical left is not backing down. In one of the greatest defeats conservatives have suffered at the hands of Republicans, Congress passed a bill in December to enshrine same-sex marriage into law. The act repeals the Unenforced Defense of Marriage Act, which recognizes marriage as a union of one man and one woman, and it requires the federal government and all 50 state governments to recognize homosexual marriages performed lawfully in any state. So now, the children whom Disney is trying to indoctrinate with queer values will grow up in a nation where homosexual marriage is protected by federal law. Jude 7 is the strongest warning in the Bible against same-sex marriage and it warns that nations that live like Sodom and Gomorrah will suffer the vengeance of eternal fire.
0: Next on our top 20 events is number 12.
3: 2022 has been the year of Olaf Scholz. The German Chancellor took office on the 8th of December 2021. And for the first time now, Germany's been able to have a good look at him and they've not been very impressed. He had one big moment to shine when he announced a German military transformation in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. More on that later. But he followed that moment up with very little. And there's a lot of criticism that he's not up to the job of seeing this rapid transformation through. At the same time, Russia's invasion of Ukraine has caused all kinds of economic problems for Germany and all of Europe. Germany has more children and elderly living in poverty than at any point in their history. There was a lot of criticism you could level at his predecessor, Angela Merkel, but at least she was there, very visibly leading Germany, leading all of Europe, making decisions. In March, Spiegel produced an article profile for the new chancellor. It was titled, Where's Olaf? Germany's Chancellor opts for a low profile at a moment of crisis. Spiegel wrote that after four months in office, Schultz remains an invisible chancellor to many, a political hermit crab who only rarely emerges from his shell. The rise of a strong leader in Germany is a key prophecy to watch. The appetite is already there, but if the winter gets cold and the economic conditions get tougher, watch for Germans to grow really desperate for a strong leader in replacement to Schultz.
4: Next is number 11. Some four billion people tuned into to the biggest TV event series in history on September 19th, the funeral of Queen Elizabeth II. Up to two million more lined the streets of London to view the funeral procession. From Washington to Westphalia, flags flew at half-mast in her honor. Westminster Abbey hosted one of the largest gatherings of world leaders in history, with over 500 foreign heads of states, monarchs, and dignitaries from 175 countries in attendance. Uh, So it's an understatement to say that Queen Elizabeth moved people in a powerful way. The line to file past her coffin as she lay in state reached its maximum allotted length of 10 miles. So people waited more than 24 hours in line to pay a last-minute respects. People of all ages, races, and backgrounds stood in line so they could have a moment to bow, curtsy, or to salute the queen's coffin before walking away, many with tears in their eyes. So how could the queen move people around the world so powerfully? Well, whether people realize it or not, the royal family actually traces its genealogy all the way back to King David. Queen Elizabeth's great-great-grandmother, Queen Victoria, knew the throne of Britain began with David— But most journalists and scholars today show no interest in proving if that ancient throne even exists, or if the supreme magnitude of its importance. The Queen's funeral provides us a glimpse of the power of a God-ordained throne. Look at the admiration and respect for the British throne shown by millions upon millions of people. What kind of message could be taught from that throne? What power does that throne have to change people's life if wielded by someone righteous? When you see 4 billion people all watching one throne, you see a prophecy of the way Jesus Christ will unite the world.
0: listening to trumpet hour we're looking back on the most significant events of 2022 from around the world that was numbers 20 through 11 coming up we'll look at the top 10 events that caught our eye and that changed the world and that propelled end time biblical prophecy forward we'll be right back Is the voice of the Trumpet
2: News Magazine. You're listening to Trumpet Hour.
0: Here, in the eyes of our crack Trumpet Hour panelists, are the top 10 most significant events of 2022, starting over in Italy
3: for number 10. The radical left keeps talking about fascists, so you would have thought they'd have a lot to say about the return of actual literal fascism in Italy this year. However, they don't. Italy gained a new prime minister in Giorgia Meloni this autumn. She leads the Brothers of Italy, the direct successor party to Mussolini's fascists. At the same time, we've seen pro-Mussolini celebrations and continued nostalgia for the old dictator. Meloni also copied Mussolini in bringing religion into her politics. a different Pope, maybe in the new year, you could see her leading Europe back to a religious revival where the church has a lot more to say in how the state is run. This is exactly what Mussolini did, and it's exactly what the Bible says is about to happen. Revelation chapter 17 talks about an empire led by a church that rises and falls repeatedly. It talks about this empire going into the abyss or going underground. It disappears, the world thinks it's gone, only for it to re-emerge. The same spirit that the world thought was dead after World War II is on the way back up, and you can see that emerging in Italy now.
4: Next is number nine. Has there ever been a more farcical period in British history? On October 25th, Rishi Sunak became Britain's third prime minister in 2022. Prime Minister Boris Johnson was booted out at the start of the summer for holding boozy parties at Downing Street after he put out the entire country under house arrest. The ruling conservative party spent 62 days choosing a new leader, but Liz Trust lasted only 44 days, smashing all records for the shortest running prime minister. There's a real sense of chaos in the United Kingdom. Inflation is at a 40-year high, at over 10%, rising interest rates, risk making housing unaffordable for 1 million people on variable rate mortgages, fuel prices are still high, and the government is borrowing untold billions to help families and businesses afford to keep the lights on and the buildings warm this winter. Around 2% of Albania's adult male population have joined the tens of thousands crossing the English Channel in small boats, The government is now spending nearly $3 billion a year to put them up in hotels, while police fear a crime rave fueled by Albanian drug gangs. To add insult to injury, a small group of radical protesters shuts down highways on a daily basis, and the police are too timid to stop them. So half a dozen people regularly cause disruption to thousands. Britain is facing a future of rising taxes, escalating cost, rising crime, and falling opportunities. This stunning leadership crisis is a fulfillment of Isaiah 3 where God says he will take away all the capable leaders, the military generals, the skilled politicians, the cunning artificers, and instead give children to be their princes. People are crying out for strong leaders, but God is allowing Britain's leadership crisis to cause ever-worsening problems. This is the only way he can get people to stop looking to some human leader to solve their problems and instead look to him. Next is number eight. In
1: early February, Russian President Vladimir Putin met with Chinese General Secretary Xi Jinping in Beijing, and the two of them declared a, quote, no-limits partnership. It was a major step in Russia-China ties, saying essentially that they would have each other's backs no matter what. But then just a few weeks later, Putin launched his war against Ukraine and failed to secure the speedy victory that everyone had expected and Xi Jinping suddenly started to act as if there were perhaps some limits after all to his support for Russia. Xi did help Putin's war by helping to spread disinformation and by refusing to condemn it in the United Nations, but he refrained from giving Russia overt military support and he even withheld sales to Russia of certain items that Putin needed to keep his armed forces humming. Meanwhile, Xi and Putin held no known talks with each other for months. Well, analysts in the West took note, and some became hopeful that it meant Chinese and Russian interests were diverging. But then on June 15th, Xi and Putin held a landmark call. It was the first time they'd spoken in nearly four months, and the conversation showed that all such hopes were misplaced. Xi's message to Putin was that despite the, quote, global turbulence... China's support for Russia on sovereignty and security remained steadfast. The following months showed that this wasn't empty talk. By the end of July, as most nations were working to reduce their purchases of Russian energy, China had doubled its purchase share of Russian crude over the previous year. Then the real bombshell came the following month, when China said forces from its military would be traveling to Russia to participate in large-scale war games under Russian leadership. So China was putting its troops shoulder to shoulder with Russian soldiers, perhaps some of the very same ones that have committed unspeakable atrocities this year in Ukraine. Clearly, if there were any misgivings on Xi's part earlier in the year, he worked through them. And he's spent the time since then affirming that despite the war, China remains committed to that no-limits partnership with Russia. Meanwhile, it's a very similar situation with India. Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi did question Putin during one visit mid-year, but then Modi went right on trading with Russia, not just at the same levels as before the war, but at higher ones. It was a major economic lifeline that India threw to Russia, and India also refused to condemn the war in the United Nations and sent troops to that same set of Russian-led war games that China participated in. These unshakable alliances stunned much of the world, but Trumpet editor-in-chief Gerald Flurry has been expecting such solidarity. In our May-June issue, he wrote, The Trumpet has been expecting China and India to ally with Russia. We... And the plain truth before us have been anticipating it for more than 60 years. And then he goes on to explain that the reason why we have long expected what has been confounding so many others is because of specific Bible prophecies. Prophecies that said Russia and China and India would ally in the end time. So since it's now happening, Mr. Flurry called the support a, quote, stunning fulfillment of biblical prophecy.
0: Next is number seven.
3: On February 24th, Russia invaded Ukraine. The same day, Trumpet Editor-in-Chief Gerald Flurry wrote, the most important nation to watch right now is Germany. How will it respond to Putin's war on Ukraine? This Ukraine war is going to speed up the rise of the prophesied German-led Holy Roman Empire. Just three days later, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz came out and announced the return of a strong, militaristic Germany, receiving a standing ovation as he did so. February 27th was a momentous day in world history, wrote Mr Flurry in a later article. Scholz announced that Germany was living through a watershed era. He said that Germany would create a new €100 billion fund for the German military and that it would nearly double its military spending. Now, he may not have quite lived up to Germany's expectations after this dramatic speech, but the money is coming in and the German military is starting to make some significant changes. One of the big ticket items that Germany finalized the purchase of this year was the F-35 stealth fighter bomber, capable of carrying the nuclear bombs that Germany has on loan from the United States. Herbert W. Armstrong long warned that fear of Russia would prompt Europe to unite as a new military power led by Germany. We saw a dramatic step towards the fulfillment of that biblical prophecy this year.
0: And the sixth most important event of 2022 is next.
2: Not every day is there a politician in a Western democracy that comes back from major political defeat to regain power. And certainly, when it happens twice, it could be called a bit of a political miracle. Yet that's what former Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu did in Israel's November 2nd election. While technically Netanyahu will only be Prime Minister in early January 2023, he's already regained Knesset supremacy with his coalition of right-wing, traditional and religious parties. While the election was far closer than is commonly realized by virtue of Israel's election laws, King Bibi's coalition, as he's known in Israel, will have an outright majority. They're going to use this to sweep through some major reforms. This will include curtailing the power of Israel's rogue Supreme Court. As we have noted at the trumpet, Israel's Supreme Court frequently overrides legislation based on nothing more than its own definitions of human dignity. It's why the court was called by the famous United States judge Robert Bork, the most activist court on the planet. Of course, the anti-democratic mainstream Israeli press will have you believe that democracy is now dead in Israel, because Netanyahu was once again elected. And as Netanyahu and his coalition move to reform the courts, it won't be surprising if there is a sharp rallying cry among Israel's leftist political elites to not comply to government orders. Also high on the agenda for Netanyahu is to restore a relationship with the United States that's based on Israel's interest rather than kowtowing to a hostile Biden administration. Americans... The people themselves are among Israel's greatest supporters, yet they're not accurately represented inside the United States government right now. With Bibi back in the helm, we can expect the relationship with Biden to get rocky. We can also expect that Israel will move strongly against Palestinian terrorism and also Iran's nuclear program without first clearing the action with this United States. So regardless of the noise from the radical left, most Israelis are happy to see Bibi back at Balfour Street in Jerusalem. They expect that a period of stabilisation in Israel will result. We too also expect Israel to experience a resurgence of sorts with Netanyahu in power. And soon, we expect the relationship between Israel and the United States to take a big turn for the better once President Trump returns to office as well. This is why Netanyahu, as Israel's comeback king, is our number six story for 2022.
0: Now to our top five most important
4: events of 2022. Number five. The Republican Party lost the Senate and only won the House of Representatives by a razor-thin margin during the U.S. midterm elections. Republicans also failed to make major gains in state governorships. Before election day on November 8th, the narrative for Democrats was dire. Historically, the party that opposes the president usually wins a wave of victories during midterm elections, and the United States economy, not to mention its culture and foreign affairs, are historically bad. So analysts from both sides of the aisle were predicting a massive red wave. Yet after a gust of campaigning by Barack Obama before the election, and several days of slow count voter fraud afterwards, the much anticipated red wave turned out to be a red ripple. Republicans then had a choice. Focus on election integrity or dump Donald Trump. The biggest takeaway from the midterm elections is probably that the real battle is not Democrats versus Republicans, but rather Republicans in name only versus Donald Trump. American media mogul Rupert Murdoch is doubling down on the narrative that Republican losses are Trump's fault and the party needs to find a new leader. Since Murdoch owned the New York Post, the Wall Street Journal, and Fox News, his opinion matters. The New York Post is even reporting that Trumpy-dumpty couldn't build a wall, so he had a gray fall. And the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Trump is the Republican Party's biggest loser. Fox News still conspicuously refuses to cover stories about voter fraud. And this type of coverage makes you think the strategy of Rhino Republicans was never to win the election. Rather, the strategy was to deliberately lose the election as a means of destroying Trump. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's high-spending super PAC spent vast amounts of money supporting anti-Trump Republicans like liberal Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski but spent next to nothing supporting pro-Trump Republicans like Arizona Senate candidate Blake Masters. It is as if McConnell and establishment Republicans want their own party to lose Arizona just to spite the pro-Trump Republicans. It is becoming crystal clear where everyone stands. The battle lines are drawn, and this sets the stage for one of the most dramatic fulfillments of Bible prophecy we have yet seen in our lifetimes. Second Kings 14 verses 26 through 28 prophesies the end time Israel, which refers to America and Britain primarily, would be bitterly afflicted with no helper. Therefore, God has to raise up an end time corollary to King Jeroboam II to save them. For more than six years, Trump editor-in-chief Gerald Florey has taught that this end time Jeroboam figure is Donald Trump. The midterm election saw us just how bitterly America is being afflicted And just how little help Trump has. Barack Obama's administrative state has attacked Trump from the beginning, but now even Trump's own party is turning against him. Despite almost all evidence seeming to be the contrary, Donald Trump isn't finished. The stage is being set for a dramatic intervention by God.
0: Next is the fourth most important event of 2022.
2: At number four, we have perhaps what might be the most underreported story of this entire list. It's a story that's appeared on most of our top stories lists from the past decade, yet it must feature again this year because of the dire consequences of ignoring the issue. This is, of course, Iran's runaway nuclear weapons program. Over the past year, Iran's nuclear program has surged ahead. It used to be that it was the goal of Western powers to prevent Iran from becoming a threshold nuclear power, meaning that it would stop Iran from gaining enough highly enriched uranium to produce a nuclear weapon. However, in 2022, Iran did exactly that. It became a nuclear threshold state, according to the Institute for Science and International Security, also known as the Good ISIS, as well as the International Atomic Energy Agency, in the past year, Iran already has been able to enrich uranium to 60% purity, which is only a short technical step away from weapons-grade uranium. But they're not just enriching enough fissile material for one nuclear weapon. They now have a stockpile of 60%, where they could produce enough weapons-grade uranium for five nuclear weapons in a matter of months. Critically. Some of this enriching is now being done at the massive underground fortress site of Fordow. At the end of November, Iran announced that they were indeed using their underground site, which is likely impossible to destroy by airstrikes, to spin their highly sophisticated centrifuges to produce more highly enriched uranium. Of course, many commentators have now moved the goalposts on Iran. It's a lost cause for Iran to have enough highly enriched uranium, So it's now about stopping them from getting the delivery system. However, as we reported in late November, Iran is already claiming it has intercontinental ballistic missiles capable of delivering a weapon. It wouldn't be surprising if one day very soon we wake up to the news that Iran has successfully tested a nuclear weapon. And it'll likely be that 2022 was the year international inaction allowed it to happen. This world has never seen nuclear weapons in the hands of a fanatical religious zealot. But we are close to seeing it happen, which is why Iran's lurch towards the nuclear club in 2022 is our number four story.
0: One of the most inspiring events of 2022 actually started a few days just before The new calendar rung in December 25th of last year when the James Webb Space Telescope launched. This $10 billion device is the most elaborate scientific instrument in history. It traveled for 30 days to a point in space a million miles from Earth during which time it unfolded its solar panel, antenna, tennis court-sized sun shield, secondary mirror, and enormous 21-foot beryllium primary mirror. Dozens of complex operations, any one of which, if it failed, would have doomed the project, executed flawlessly. The first image from James Webb was released on July 11th. This was composed of different infrared wavelengths captured over 12 and a half hours and showed a spectacular deep-field image of a galaxy cluster 4.6 billion light-years from Earth. This spectacular cluster acts as a gravitational lens magnifying galaxies that are far more distant behind it. So after further analyzing this image, NASA scientists released four more images of galaxies as they appeared up to 13 billion years in the past. Almost immediately, these images shattered scientists' predictions about what they would see based on their theories of the origin of the universe. They're seeing fully formed galaxies far earlier than they expected, more uniform, composed of more complex elements. Just a couple of weeks ago, they collected light from... Four of the oldest known galaxies to date when the universe is thought to be only 330 million years old. And what they're learning is challenging their notions of galaxies slowly evolving over billions of years. There are plenty of scientists who are working diligently to explain every image and every data set that Webb sends as proof that there is no creator. But as these images and as this data provides an ever clearer picture, there are many scientists who are facing reality and acknowledging what we're actually seeing. More and more evidence that the universe has design and intent. This instrument is showing us ever more dazzling proof of the great God who made the universe and who made us. There's absolutely no other way that all of this could have come together. Scientific knowledge is increasingly aligning with the descriptions of creation contained in the Bible. And that's what puts the success of the James Webb Space Telescope on our list of important events of 2022 at number three. Next on our list of the most important events of 2022 is number two.
4: The radical left in America has amassed extraordinary power. They control elementary education, higher education, journalism, technology, sports, entertainment, and the executive branch of the federal government. They have used this power to transform American society, largely by hiding the sources of their power and their intentions for using it. They have buried the truth deep under layers of bias, editing, censorship, secrecy, classification, denials, misrepresentation, and lies. But these lies are finally being exposed. When American entrepreneur Elon Musk bought Twitter in April, conservative commentator Jack Posobiec said, Elon Musk didn't just buy a company, he purchased a crime scene. And in December, Musk started publishing the first bits of evidence. Twitter Files 1.0 exposed Twitter's censorship of the existence of Hunter Biden's laptop. Twitter Files 2.0 exposed Twitter's blacklisting of conservatives. Twitter Files 3.0 exposed Twitter's collusion with the FBI. Twitter Files 4.0 exposed Twitter's collusion with Michelle Obama. Twitter Files 5.0 reveals the decision-making behind banning the sitting President of the United States, Donald Trump, from Twitter. Twitter Files 6.0 exposed more than 150 emails between Joel Roth, the former head of Twitter's trust and safety department, and agents from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Twitter Files 7.0 revealed how the intelligence community discredited factual information about Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings. Twitter Files 8.0 outlines how the Pentagon colluded with Twitter to run psychological operations with foreign nations. Twitter Files 9.0 proves that the FBI was actually just the doorman to a vast program of social media surveillance and censorship encompassing agencies across the federal government, from the State Department to the Pentagon to the CIA itself. And Twitter Files 10.0 reveals that deep state agents under both the Biden and Trump administrations worked to suppress misinformation about the COVID-19 pandemic. Yet astonishingly, none of the Twitter Files reveals anything about what happened before January 20th, 2017. Jack Dorsey, Noah Glass, Biz Stone, and Evan Williams founded Twitter in 2006 as a private company, yet it was being run by a vast web of government agencies just 11 years later. This fundamental transformation of Twitter took place during Obama's eight years in office, yet none of the Twitter files are about this time period. Why? Well, Li Fang said that the files he released in Twitter Files 8.0 were obtained for him by a Twitter attorney who could have been filtering out information before he saw it. So it really looks like someone at Twitter really wants us to think collusion between big tech and the deep state started after Barack Hussein Obama left office. Mark Bradman at the conservative Treehouse notes that Twitter is trying to protect Obama because, beyond the ideological alignment, the monopolistic social media system, a partnership between the U.S. government and big tech, was essentially designed as a purposeful oligarchical system. Hopefully, Elon Musk will find and fire whoever is filtering out Twitter files from before Obama's inauguration so the American people can finally see the truth. But until then, Trump editor-in-chief Gerald Flurry's book, America Under Attack, explains the unseen spiritual dimension behind the corruption being exposed by the Twitter files. And finally, the most
0: significant event of 2022...
1: On February 24th, 2022, the world changed. In the bitter winter chill of that morning 10 months ago, Russian artillery and airstrikes began pummeling Ukrainian cities. And Russian soldiers, more than 100,000 of them, began pouring across the borders into Ukraine. Now, this conflict had actually already been underway since 2014. That's when Russia first invaded Ukraine and took Crimea and occupied much of the nation's east. So for eight years, there was simmering conflict. And during those eight years, most of the people of Ukraine were increasingly pulling away from Russia because they saw that Russia and its model of governance had mired Ukraine in stultifying corruption and poverty. Not to mention the brazen territorial expansionism that they had been victims of. Most Ukrainians wanted the will of the nation's people to determine its path into the future. And they recognized that the Western model functioned better for more people than that of Russia. So greater and greater numbers of them were seeking to join the European Union and NATO, which would make Ukraine a treaty ally to America and dozens of other democracies. They thought that as an independent nation, they had the sovereign right to try to join these or any other organizations that they wished to join. So those were some of the general trends underway. And by the end of 2021, Russian President Vladimir Putin had reached a breaking point. The very thought of Ukraine in NATO and the EU was anathema to him. Ukraine is the linchpin in his plans for a Russian resurgence. And the notion of NATO forces being deployed there, close to key Russian cities, was unthinkable. So that's when he started amassing Russian forces near Ukraine's borders, and he issued a list of demands for America and NATO. It was a stunning list that would have neutered NATO in many ways. But of course, the United States and other NATO nations rejected these demands. They said Ukraine's a sovereign nation. And even if it is uncomfortable for Russia to see it happening, the will of the people will determine its course. And so on January 26th, the demands were rejected, and then Putin further accelerated his buildup of forces at the border. And a few weeks later, on February 24th, that simmering conflict became a boiling hot war. The war that it has been for the last 10 months. The war has been arduous for Russia, far more so than anyone expected. But Russia is far from defeated, and it still has other cards to play. There are weapons of mass destruction, chemical and even nuclear. He could also get greater assistance from China. Or what is most likely is that Putin will declare full-scale war. Up until now, he has operated mainly within the legal framework of what's called a limited military operation. But a declaration of war would authorize a national draft and mass mobilization of potentially millions of additional soldiers. And it would mean that Russia's economy would be placed on a wartime footing. Trump editor-in-chief Gerald Flurry wrote an article back in February, just when this full-scale war broke out, and he wrote about how Putin's aggression is something that he has been specifically warning about for many years now. And then Mr. Fleury explains that the reason he has been warning about Putin is because of biblical prophecy. He focuses on Ezekiel 38, explaining that this chapter is about an individual called the Prince of Rosh. And Mr. Fleury says this refers to Vladimir Putin. So Russia's war on Ukraine is a profoundly dramatic event. It's a history-altering conflict that is changing the world in multiple ways. And we should expect it to keep on changing the world and for Putin to emerge victorious.
0: There's our list. We'll take a short break. And when we come back, I'll have a last word with a few key takeaways we can draw from what happened in 2022.
2: It's time for today's
0: Last Word. Contemplating these important events of 2022, a few key lessons stand out to me. One is that America is in a lot of trouble. A few of the items on our list combine to demonstrate this. The corruption of the government, censoring free speech, blotting out truth, subverting the voice of the people. And what really stuns me is how little people care. The media yawn. Most Republicans are fine with it. The midterm elections showed more evidence of election fraud. And again, the media, the political establishment, the judiciary, they don't care. The prophecy of Daniel 8 shows that there is a man at the top on the inside who does tremendous damage. And it says the reason God allows this is by reason of transgression, because of the sins of the people. Now this is taking place nationally in America. And when you see the cowardice and the timidity of so many people over these criminal acts, these nation destroying threats, That is a curse because the nation is mired in sin. We have lost our fighting spirit and the pride in our power. You see the same trend playing out in Britain's leadership crisis. Blatant hypocrisy, ruinous weakness, catastrophic incompetence, all, again, a specifically prophesied curse, a curse resulting from sin. Now, the rise in same sex marriage and the explosion of transgenderism, that's just one extreme example. But there are many signs of the moral and spiritual collapse of our nations. The mainstream, quote, conservative position in America today is to the left of where liberals were just 10 or 20 years ago. On many subjects, that is how much ground conservatives have surrendered. This moral collapse is the strongest evidence that america has forfeited its leadership role in the world just as prophecy said that it would and this while threats to america and to global stability are rising across the world another lesson that stands out to me is don't trust the experts trust prophecy and i'm not even talking about how spectacularly wrong the experts have been about covid and lockdowns and vaccines and so many other important issues this lesson really stands out to me looking at the politics in america and israel the left in israel has done everything possible to bury benjamin netanyahu and they've only ended up getting exposed and somehow against everything that the experts said and against all odds this man is back in power Now, we've pointed to a prophecy that explains why we think that is and how we we are about to see the same same story play out in America. After all of the relentless attacks from every direction and which for some reason only intensified since he left office two years ago, Donald Trump is still standing. There was a PJ Media article on December 19th with the headline, Why You Need to Stop Worrying and Love Trump Again. It's just amazing how, he ha- how resilient he has proven himself to be. And it just shows how you cannot trust the experts. Just look at what God prophesies and have faith in that. It doesn't matter how contrary it is or how improbable or impossible it looks. If God says it, you can trust it. You see the same lesson elsewhere in the world, in Russia, and many experts have been saying for years that Vladimir Putin is finished. We, we heard a lot about that since Russia invaded Ukraine. Putin overreached. The people don't support him. The world is against him. He's going down, and it just hasn't happened. Now, it's possible things could unfold differently than we expect, but Gerald Fleury has been pointing to Putin as the prince of Russia for years now, and to prophecies showing that Russia would lead this Asian alliance. And somehow you see that despite the Western world's efforts to prop up Ukraine and to isolate Russia, you see the whole Asian sphere rallying around Putin, rallying around Russia. They support what he's doing in Ukraine. The Asian alliance has actually gotten stronger through these events. You see the same thing playing out in Iran amid these protests. You have these experts saying, well, the the regime is done. We're going to see a major change in Iran. The people aren't going to stand for this anymore. The mullahs can't keep this up. Well, Mr. Fleury pointed to Obama's Iran nuclear deal as America's worst ever foreign policy blunder. And that is still proving true. None of the international community's efforts to stop Iran have worked. And now this nation is not just on the verge of nuclear breakout. They are openly bragging about it. They're warning other nations not to mess with them. This is really a push greater than any we have seen before from Iran. Just like prophecy said. Don't trust the experts. Trust prophecy. Another lesson that stands out to me is Europe is primed for violent upheaval. This is something we've watched for for a long time, and it is remarkable how many signs there are of things getting ugly over there. All these stories from Europe that we talked about on the show today, they show a deeply dissatisfied public. You see this in election results from all over the continent. We talked about Viktor Orban consolidating power in Hungary And we talked about the victory of this fascist aligned party in Italy, but there are quite a few other examples across the continent. You see a lot of anger over the status quo. What's happening in Germany is quite extraordinary. This new prime minister comes in, he announces a massive military spending increase. In response to Russia invading Ukraine, he's lauded as a hero. I mean, there's a lot of people in Germany and all across Europe who say, well, this is exactly what needs to happen. And then he quietly retreats into near invisibility and his popularity plummets. Meanwhile, groundwork is being laid for a military superpower in Europe. A lot of procurement of arms, a lot of increase in military spending. And prophecy says that someone is going to come along very soon. They're going to take advantage of all that public discontent. They're going to promise real leadership and unify the continent and put all of that latent and developing power to real use one final lesson stands out to me from the events of 2022 and that is mankind is very hard-headed we have suffered this past year so much from our own mistakes our leaders have failed us in so many ways leaders in politics national and local politics in law in economics in the media in education in medicine. And God has been exposing so much wrongdoing and incompetence and criminality and corruption. And it seems like nobody will take responsibility. Nobody will acknowledge their errors and failures or recognize the bad fruits of what we've been doing and admit, well, we need to switch course or we're going to make this mess even worse. They they just will not admit that. Now, God allows us to experience the results of our own bad decisions. And then on top of that, he curses us to help us see our mistakes all the more. So we'll turn from them. So we'll repent and turn to him. But mankind is proving himself too hard-headed to even acknowledge the truth that is staring us in the face. We just keep plowing ahead into worse trouble, into even more intense curses. When you look at world events without understanding the spiritual dimension, it's hard to make sense of it. It, it seems like it's, it's a lot of chaos and then every effort to make things better seems to expand the chaos. But when you look at what is happening with the understanding of biblical prophecy, you see cause and effect. You see blessings and curses. You recognize God's correction. You see God teaching us invaluable lessons. And you see the inevitable results of the choices we're making. You see where this is leading because God warns us in quite precise terms. Prophecy is our spiritual clock. It tells us exactly where we are. It tells us exactly where we're going. It tells us what time it is according to God's clock. And the events of 2022 show that we are getting very close to the end of this age of man and to the dawn of a new and much better and brighter age ruled by God. Joel Hilliker, and that is it for today's Trumpet Hour. Email us your thoughts on the program to letters at the trumpet.com. Thanks to our panel, Jeremiah Jacques, Andrew Miller, Richard Palmer, and Brent Noctigal. Thanks to Nick Irwin and Dwight Falk for engineering and production. I'll leave you with the words of Henri Frederic Amiel Truth is not only violated by falsehood, it may be equally outraged by silence. Thank you for joining us on Trumpet Hour. Until next time, keep watching your world. to Trumpet Hour on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm Understand Your World